Hello and welcome to the Starting Eleven TFC edition. We're going to make this one quick and dirty. With me today is Justin Barrow. Quick and dirty, just how I like it. Andre McRae. Gorgeous podcast for the beautiful game. And myself, your host, Chinggis Khan. Did you know that Toronto FC is a good football team? Ouch. Sure. Fake, fake fact of the day. Fake fact. Like I said, quick and dirty. I'm not here to please everybody. I'm just here to get on with it. Anyways. So. Oh my God. How do you know my dating lines? We have a couple of things to, uh, we're going to ignore what he just said. We're going (laughs) to, we're going to get straight into it because we have a couple of things to talk about. But before we talk about the big news coming out today, where we're recording on Monday, uh, Vancouver versus TFC um, happened on Friday. Quite literally the most boring thing to grace the MLS this season, I would know, because from the highlight reel, there was all of three things on screen. Uh, you know it's bad, and I made a joke to you guys about this during the game, but you know it's bad when the commentators start making jokes about how boring the match is. Mm-hmm. They were, um, Stephen Caldwell was actually uh, was joking on, on the broadcast on TSN about how uh, they didn't know what they were going to show for the first half highlights because there were none. Yike. Well, the only thing I can say about this game is that there was a little bit of variation from Vanny. We don't have 3-5-2, it was a 3-4-1-2, with Pozzuolo seemingly a little bit more advanced. And not the furthest man forward with Altador, because that spot was reserved for the one, the only, the mighty (laughs) Terence Boyd. Oh my god. And the uh, <laughs> the con- the collective reaction to Terence Boyd being in the starting 11 was wow, I don't think I'm that fat to play for MLS. <laughs> so, one TFC of my favorite things about Terence Boyd Khan. is right. watching <laughs> watching Terence Boyd before the game kicks off because he is hilarious. So they're standing in the, the center circle ready to kick off. He's just outside of the circle and he's on his back, rolling around, gets up, he's screaming at the top of his lungs, hitting himself in the head, hitting himself in the chest, and then he goes out and is non-existent for the entire match. Is he actually a Neanderthal? Maybe. Well, like, this like this is some caveman type shit. Are you like beating your chest to get psyched up? Well, remember like when they lost to four uh, 0 in Champions League that he he comes out in the we Toronto have to kill him. the next day and says fucking killed him. It's like all right, bro, relax. Like get the ball in the back of the net first, then you can start saying that. You can, you can tell not not being. Uh, I just I don't know where I was going to go with that one, but it's it's interesting. He's an interesting character to uh, listen to 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 watch. I would um, love to talk to him. I really would. Terrence I don't Boyd, think if you're he, listening to this, come on, bro. Yeah. Come to the come, come to come to defend yourself. Is, don't worry, we're not we're all in the same room, so you can take it out with everybody. <clears throat> Do you know what? I would love to have Terrence Boyd on this podcast, but after the mountain of shite that we've thrown at him, I don't think I it's don't ever going to happen. No. Yeah, but listen, um, there were other players on the pitch. Um, and another injury. Um, we officially don't have a right back anymore. Uh, Richie Larea went off uh, midway through that game with an injury. A suspected what injury now? I, I don't Do know, know, actually. Come to think of it. Okay, well, he went off with an injury, and now we don't have a right back. But basically what happened during that game, nothing happened until the 84th minute where there was a penalty awarded uh, to Vancouver Whitecaps, which Freddie Montero converted very neatly and then Nick DeLeon at the end the mother of all scuffed shots somehow ends up in the back of the net and we will come away with a point now on the face of it 
Toronto FC going to Vancouver getting a point. Decent result. You take that, right? But I think the the, the manner of the result, the manner of the, which we played, the manner of which this happened, the last gasp equaliser, it's not inspiring confidence, is it? It doesn't. And I mean, that was the thing I said last week was that all I wanted to see from them on Friday was for them to go out, show some fight, show some heart. And I guess you could say they did do that because they did manage the point. But I mean, when you actually look at the goal and how it went in, I mean, that was more of a Crapo error than I would say a, a great goal by Delion. Um, and so it's one of those things where the the, the performance itself was, it, it was ghastly. It was just, it was boring. It was, and not even boring in like a good way where they were like strong defensively and they, it just, there was nothing. Like it, it Pozzuolo so what, was. What was what was going wrong? Was the passing so, bad? Was it just lots of playing amongst <coughs> themselves? Yeah, it, it was just sort of like there was there was no formation to the attack. Um, Pozuelo was sort of non-existent. Josie Eltador was non-existent. Um, they kind of just sort of held on to the ball. Toronto FC dominated the possession, um, but they just sort of held back. They There was no real push forward by either team. Uh, and so the ball kind of spent a lot of time in, in the midfield. Um, and it just sort of... Yeah, like it, it's it all kind of came apart, and as as you're watching it, you you kind of start to get frustrated because all you want to see is that ball going forward. Um, and I mean, there was two places that ball was, and and it wasn't going forward. It was either in midfield, just being held up by TFC with the possession, or it was going over the bar because Marky Delgado doesn't seem to know mm. how to hit the net, but he <laughs> can definitely find over the oh. net. If you extend those nets five feet up, Marky Delgado scores. Maybe sitting there going like, are these nets regulation right size? <laughs> they're they're Marky Delgado size. <laughs> Although maybe, yeah, you know, he's got a wicked career in the NFL. Hey, there you go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so Andre, um, lots of lots of talk now being it's fill, it's sort of filling into the mainstream media now that around uh, TFC, you know, Sportsnet, um, the Sun, just a few other outlets now picking up this idea that the team don't have an identity, and I'd like to say that we did it first. Um, but uh, what? Uh, like what's going on here? Like it's three five two. There's when you play three five two, you should be or three four one two. Sorry, uh, you should have a very distinct possessive football identity. But it doesn't seem like they can even do that right now. Is the team short on confidence? Is there confusion, lack of clarity as to what each player should be doing? What do you think is happening with this football team? Why aren't we getting that kind of result? The results that we need? I, yeah, I don't even know. Like we've all kind of we've we've all speculated. We've all done our stories and this player it's that player so this formation it's that formation and I know we all have different feelings on Vanny you're maybe the same or whatever but you know he's got to be sitting there going why the fuck like he'll try this guy he'll try that guy he'll move this position move that position he'll put these guys way out of it he's like I like I just feel like he's sitting here doing the same thing we are like why Oh, like, why, <laughs> why don't, why don't, why? And I, you know what? I'm, I'm starting to why? just feel like he is just, I don't think he's even going to get fired. I think he'll eventually, if this keeps up, just be like, fuck this. I am out. Like He's going to pull a sorry. He's going to light a cigarette and walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you <laughs> <Just> know what? <laughs> right on the sidelines, starts chewing on cigarettes. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing that. 
Well, you see, the thing is, I don't think Vanny sees, uh, understands what how bad it is from from where we are. I mean, I, for for us, we're definitely in our own little bubble. We are largely negative at this point in time about DFC. But Vanny's not changing things. He's trying out the same formations. He's doing the same. I don't know what these tactics are, but they're not working. He's this, still the same problems, especially in defense and. Is he in denial? Are the players not responding to his feedback? What the hell is going on at this club? I think club? he's got to be in denial, like because there's, there's not really many other excuses or, or what's going on. Because like the the statistics are just in our favor constantly, but yet the score is like oh we managed to scrape out a, a single point or oh we lost two to one. But like when you go back and always yep. look up the the stats, it's like. You know, we had more possession, we won more duels, you know, we had more shots, more shots on target, like, drastically. We had all the corners. Vancouver didn't have a single corner all game. Like, what? Mm. Like, just what? Justin, what can we, what new can we talk about on this podcast that we haven't covered before? Like, I don't, I don't think, I just want to touch on that as letting Andre finish there. I don't think that um, he's in denial per se. I think the case is, which I mean, is it is with a lot of managers, uh, it's kind of their MO, is that they're, they're very hard headed. And once a manager has a formation or a way they like to play, you're not changing that. Um, and I think that with Vanny, it's just a matter of, of him trying to sort of fight it out and, and just kind of hope that the formation and the, the form will kind of kick itself back up, right? It's, it's, a, it's, it's always been, it's always going to be a hill of ups and downs. And I feel like now we're on a downslide and I feel like he's just going to continue doing it until we sort of make our climb back to the top uh, and it's either going to be that or I think it was you Chengiz that said you know he's going to die on this hill and I, I think that's it so well time will tell I think you know like it, it's definitely yeah like he's definitely di- he's definitely committed to this he's committed to the 352 whatever he's committed to this three at the back philosophy the problem is we don't have an identity moving forward. We don't have an identity in position. We don't even have an identity in defense other than leaking goals. So it's 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 really strange for me to sit here and just sort of just be okay with this because I think f- for one, I'm spoiled by my my main team, Liverpool, with Klopp, who is an adaptive manager. I'm, I'm spoiled by the English Premier League. We're filled with good managers who know how to adapt, who know... When things aren't working, they adapt to it. They they change things up. They try a new formation. They try plan B. There's no plan B in Toronto FC. And I think Vanny's sort of riding the coattails of just sort of the, the very, very low standards of management that exist in the MLS. And I think because there's no pressure, because there's no... Uh, maybe there is pressure. I'm not sure. But it's definitely not coming from the in, from internal. It's definitely not coming from MLSC. The fans are starting to dial up the heat a little bit now. They're not liking what they're seeing, and the the attendance is dropping. Like, what are you what are you supposed to do about this? Like, are you supposed to just keep going and ex- just resigning yourself to the fact that Toronto FC are this mediocre three at the back playstyle, or do you sort of just or do you call for change? I think we have to call for change at this point. I mean, we've been talking about it. We talked about it last week at length. Um, It's not working. It hasn't worked over the last two seasons. Um, And I think that we had said uh, last week that in 2017 and 2016, Toronto FC was gifted with a, you know, the best fielded MLS squad that's ever existed. Um, And so I I think that at this point it's it's not working. Um, And you know what? 
maybe it's not the formation per se, but maybe the the players have just lost confidence in Vanny. Maybe they just they just don't have the confidence they once had in him, and, and they're not playing for him. You see that sometimes. Um, and I mean, look what happened with United with. Um, with Mourinho, you know they were on that downslide. Uh, they fire Mourinho. They bring in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. They go on that amazing, you know, what was it, thirteen unbeat or thirteen game unbeaten run. Um, yeah. And I mean, it didn't do much for them in that case. But I feel like if Toronto FC could kind of get that sort of uptick by making that kind of change, then that um, that positive change will be the thing that would maybe you know push us forward in the table and 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 possibly help s- save our season. Because right now the direction no, it's going, it's, it's not looking good. It, it, isn't we we do need a change i don't know maybe manager maybe not i don't know i don't know well listen i mean one thing we've said about 352 more than anything else is that the defense has to be solid today toronto fc have signed former lafc la galaxy defender sorry omar gonzalez which uh, this would have been a good signing three years ago four years ago but at the same time, he is an upgrade on every single one of our players, bar maybe Mabinga. It's it's definitely going to be um, much welcomed help at the back. Uh, not only are we hurting in regards to uh, injuries, but we're also hurting in regards to uh, just quality right now. And I feel like, uh, you know, I don't know too much about him. Uh, I, I've kind of looked up his stats and seen sort of where he's coming from. Um, but I, I I feel like I've heard good things. Um, so I'm hoping that he can sort of bring some of that solidity, uh, some of that stability to our back line um, and can sort of slot in with Mavinga to help sort of um, strengthen I, our defense. You, he's not honestly one of the, the better players, obviously, in the Liga Mekis. So, Atlas and, and being on loan there from Pachuca, like, they're not they're not bad teams. They have some good years, but the past couple of years, they haven't been great. But the one thing I think he's going to bring, less than his skill, because I don't think it's top, top notch, is coming from a hard-pushing league that works well against MLS. So, we've seen with Pozuelo, it's not a technical league, like, trying to come mm. from, you know, uh, La Liga, where it's very technical, it's not very, you know, physical, it's coming from a physical style league that does well, right? Like that's when Vasquez came, it was so good because it was, you needed a lot more skill than what MLS offers, but there was still that physicality. Yeah, it's, uh, this is, it's definitely a signing that is in the right position, at least. I'm not quite sure about the personnel, but then again, like the one thing TFC have, have done pretty well on average, Terrence Boyd exclusive, <laughs> you know, aside, is... Moldy uh, sandwich. <laughs> yeah, aside from him, aside from him, I'd say the scouting has been pretty on point. And if, if they see something in Omar Gonzalez that, that they like, then I'm going to trust that. Um, would I have liked somebody a little bit more prestigious? Absolutely. But on town money... You know, the, there's a there's an argument to be made that he might just be the best we can afford and the one we can get. The problem is, of course, that he can only be added to the roster on July 9th, which is a month from now. And at the way we're playing right now, we might be out of playoff contention by the time he joins up with the squad. And that's the scary part, right? Is that 
we need to find fixes now. We need to make changes that we can do now um, that will help to boost our season because what we're seeing right now is that we're on a really bad downslide. And what happened last year? Well, was we, no, we let hit. me let me let me stop you right there. I mean, we can't we can't sign anybody that's going to join us now because of the way the transfer window works. No, I understand um, that. But what I'm saying yeah. is that you can get rid of Greg Vanny, and that's a change that you can make right, right. now. Well, or right. bring people up. Right. And I know you know you guys all talked about it too in the last podcast that hit I know they're they're not it's not TFC one and it's not doing but pull some of the guys from TFC two oh no we lost the game you know it's you know if we were if we were 25 games in and we're going for uh, like an Arsenal invincible style season I would get it not pulling somebody up but where we are right now what really do you have to lose? Take some of the promising guys and and see. Bring up Schaffelberg, right? Bring up bring up Schaffelberg and give him a couple runs in, right? I've just uh, been saying swap. that for a while. So if for some reason Schaffelberg listens to this podcast, no, I genuinely like you, and I don't understand why you're not even getting a position after the Champions. League. He looked he looked promising in Champions League. I mean, he I, looked I, I hungry mind seeing him go for a run. He did. Like he he looked like he, he looked like a scrappy little chihuahua who's just going to keep running after that ball until eventually he got it like i had half the time tr- trouble just figuring out what position he was in because i'm like oh he's in our 18 yard box he's in their 18 yard box he's back in our 18 yard box well look okay so here's the here's the new problem now is with the richelieu injured you know you have nick de leon who thankfully is a utility player who can play pretty much every position including goalkeeper we don't know but i'm just going to assume he can um he can fill in for Larea, but now we are so dangerously thin on the right side that it makes no sense to continue on with 3-5-2, in my opinion. If Nick DeLeon gets injured, we are screwed, like in terms of who we field in that position. So I think maybe now, maybe, I think there's a now a real personnel-based decision to be made to go back to four at the back and hopefully put more people in the midfield. Go back to the diamond, for Christ's sake. Put, put Delgado at the base, put Bradley next to him, just in front of him, Start Chapman, start Frazier, start Pozuelo, start putting the the younger players in the squad now because whoever, the, this formation is not working, this style of play is not working. We need to go back, the, the, the best football we've ever played in this club's history has been with four in the midfield and four at the back. We need to go back to that. We need to be more attacking. We need to reclaim that identity because whatever the shit is right now, with or without Omar Gonzalez, it's not going to change. Unless we do something like that, or we get rid of Vanny and everybody's happy and/or miserable because the replacement's going to have a horrible time uh, on the job mid-season. Well, I don't know. TFC has a lot of really dumb contests. Maybe they just put a contest out: be the manager for a game, and they mean it literally. Like you just come. Andre McRae, manager of Toronto FC, using FIFA as assistant manager. Whoa, whoa, now, whoa, now. I use Football Manager as mine. Thank you. Oh, sorry, sorry. Football manager. Mm. The the it's just FIFA, but but in a suit. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's FIFA, but without any of the fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all the it's all the boring parts of FIFA. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to do Excel sheet on your spare time? Football manager, twenty nineteen. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'm putting fifty dollars down on Maritza Sari becoming TFC manager. That would be great. Oh, can anybody look up with the possible betting odds? Because somebody has to have betting odds and Maurizio Sarri taking it. I'm down. I'm down. I I would take Maurizio Sarri smoking some darts on the sideline during the game. (laughs) One, one, uh... What what is a what is a dart? What what do you talk? What what do you you call this? (laughs) He's apparently Russian now, according to our accents. Anyways, 
Lads, thank you for joining me on this quick and dirty TFC episode. There really isn't a whole lot to talk about. It's more of the same. We have a new signing. We should be excited for him. We should be happy for him. We'll give him a big Toronto welcome when he comes in. But right now, we're in dire straits. We all could use a pick-me-up. Um, you know, I've got mine from the Champions League, but you two could definitely use something a little bit more permanent. And things better change, otherwise fans are going to get real ugly real quickly. This has been the Starring 11 Toronto FC edition. For Justin Barrow, this has been... Oh. <laughs> what? Are you okay. Justin Barrow this, or what? This, for Andre McRae, this has been... <laughs> oh, look at and that. Look for Genghis Khan, this has been... Uh, yeah, and yeah. for Peter Robinson, this has been Genghis Khan. We'll see you in the next one. Take care. <laughs>